the business is brought to you by audible.com everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Married with a Business. I'm Craig. And I'm Allison. And we're Married with a Business. We're here to share tips, tricks, stories of what it's like to be a married couple that own and operate a business together. So, Craig, what's new? What's new? We uh, we just took a trip for Indigenous Peoples Day weekend. The kids had some time off of school. And so we went to Vermont. Woohoo! Just us? Uh, just us, our kids, uh, your sister and her husband and child, my mom and your, yeah, a lot of people. So it was the a whole, full house. The whole family. It was a full house. We took the whole family. But it was the season of the sticks in Vermont. You know, the leaves are falling. Uh, it was pretty, you know, pretty leaves. Did some leaf peeping. Went, uh, went took took everybody to, uh, you know, to d- downtown Stowe, Vermont, which is very, like, when you think about ver- what Vermont is, like, it's kind of, like very picturesque kind of downtown. Hallmark Vermont. movie. Hallmark movie, Vermont. Um, and then we went to this. If you're ever in the Northeast, if you're ever in the Vermont, uh, northern Vermont area, Burlington, that area, you need to check out the Shelburne Museum. Oh, it's super cool. It is the most eclectic, interesting museum ever. It's like whatever, like 40, 50 acres worth of stuff. Um, there's like a train there and cabins and there's a boat that you can like go on. Giant steamboat that came off of Lake Champlain. There's a lighthouse. There's a lighthouse. There's yes. an art museum that is the recreation of one of the benefactors New York City apartments. Yes. It's so interesting. It has like Van Gogh's in it and, and uh, Degas. It's like it's it's the, the most eclectic, interesting a museum, but it was fun. The kids loved it. The kids loved it. There was a carousel we got to ride. There was a huge circus train miniatures. I mean, this thing had to have been a mile long of walking and looking at all these miniatures. It took this guy 25 years to create, to carve them all. So definitely check it out. But it was fun. We went to Vermont. It was nice to have a family. You know, we've always had the tradition of trying to do something Columbus Day, Indigenous Peoples Day weekend um, with the family and going away. So uh, it's actually the third time that we've done Vermont. uh, And it was fun. Vermont's beautiful. Yeah. And we've done it different phases of no kids, babies, and now older kids. Um, but today, Craig, I wanted to talk a little bit about sales slumps. Oh. And I know for us and for a lot of people this year, there was a bit of a dip at one point and things for a lot of people have leveled out. And, you know, there's always times, no matter what the economy is, you know, people always say in these hard times, well, they've said that every year for hundreds of years. For some people, hard times are good and sometimes they're not. Like it just depends on the economy and what you're doing. Like in a bad economy, you can still have people who are killing it. And in a great economy, you can have people who are not killing it. Well, I've always said, you know, as a salesperson, you you create your own economy. Yeah. You you create your, you know, if you are negative about how the economy is and that you can't make a sale because of the economy, then you're not going to make sales. It doesn't matter who's in office. People have done well and poorly in every administration. Absolutely. But we had a little bit of a sales slump earlier in the year. It took, you know, interest rates did affect us a little bit. And um, trying to bring on a salesperson affected our natural flow. So when we were talking about training salespeople on, you know, when they get into a slump, we kind of came up with some topics and some suggestions that we thought we should share with everybody else because they were things that you do when you feel like things aren't necessarily going in the pattern you want them to. 
Yeah, and I think that uh, for a lot of people, and myself included, and I do this, I think that when you are in a slump or you're feeling like things are sluggish, that you tend to say, hey, that's, I got to dive in more. I got to spend more hours doing more things and having you know more touches to get more stuff. And, and in, to some instance, that's true. But you got to be doing the right things. Yes, right. So it's, you know, in some instances, that's true. You do have to you know bear down a little bit more. But, but really, you're, the first thing you should really do is stop you know, take a, if it's a day, if it's a half a day, if it's an hour, take a step back and assess the situation. Yeah. I mean, when we're talking about it, the market conditions, is there a product or service issue? Is there a process issue or a skills issue? They say the average salesperson goes through a slump like every 12 to 18 months. Right. And I think that's, that's definitely true. And I think that it's, that you have to, like, you have to stop and you have to look at it and you have to say, okay, you know, if the economy is dictating this, then what can I do on this end to to bring it back or make it? You know, that what's something? What is something somebody's buying? And like we're in the, I'll, I'll give the example of we're in the home remodeling industry, and so like we've seen with the inflation over the past three years or so, we've seen it's harder for certain people of certain you know that have houses of certain values or have only owned their house for three or four years to be able to remodel. But then you see people who've maybe owned their house. For 15 years, maybe there's more equity there. They can remodel. So you you need to learn how to look at the situation and say, okay, here's where I need to focus, and here's where I shouldn't focus. Yeah. What what factors are contributing to that slump? Also, has your approach changed, or should you change your approach? Are uh, things that we kind of, that you and I talk about when we're facing one of those slumps. And I think one of the things that I felt after COVID was, and, you know, and I think this happened in a lot of industries, we were lucky, like everybody was beating down our door. You know, uh, my father-in-law, when he ran the company, used to say, there will be times where people will drive by and just throw contracts in your front door. And there, that that was part of COVID. And I think that what happens is when when that happens, when it's easy to make a sale, you start to get a little complacent about what you need to do. And I think that I realized this year that, you know, 20, the second half of 2020, all of 2021 and the vast majority of 2022, I got a little complacent. So, I, you, so it, your system slipped. Yeah, my system slipped. I didn't have to work, you know, not, I wouldn't say I didn't have to work as hard, but I think it was a lot easier to get people to across the line to make the sale. And you focus more on the people who were just saying yes. Correct. Um, what about burnout? I think bur- burnout's a real thing, especially when you're in a sales slump. Like you, I think you feel burnout more. I think when it, things are going well and they're clicking and you're making sales, you don't get burned out as much because it's happening. It's you're there. getting that adrenaline yeah. more often. It's that rush. You yeah. get that rush of making a sale. So I think you get burned out when you're not making the sales. So... Once you sit down and you think about, okay, what's the situation? What are the factors that are contributing to it? How do you try to refocus your goals? Well, I think first you've got to you've got to sit back and you got to think about like why am I in sales? Why am I doing this? What is what is the purpose? And it's it's you know, for me and for what we do, it is to make people's homes better. It's to make people have the homes of their dreams, to be comfortable in their homes. Um, to improve their lifestyle. So yeah, to, to be, yes, o- overall to improve their lifestyle. And so you need to rebuild that that passion, that, that drive towards that. Uh, you know, I've been thinking a lot about sales lately and the fact that like when in trying to train a new salesperson in in-home sales, you have to be excited for the homeowner. You have to be excited for what they want to do. And if you're going in and you're just going in and saying, hey, you know, what do you want? Okay, taking notes, blah, blah, blah. Uh, okay, great. I'll get an estimate back to you. 
that's not exciting. Yeah, and I think no matter what you're selling or what for people, um, you can't you can't be an order taker. It doesn't matter if your job is quote unquote order taking. Having that connection, people buy from people they know, like, and trust. Right? They have you have to build that relationship with them. It doesn't matter whether you're the the checkout person at McDonald's or you're coming in and trying to sell them a home remodel. Having that personal connection, using their name, making eye contact with them, please and thank you, makes a huge difference. I think the other thing is is that you you need to you need to look at your approach and see you know what you can do to change how you approach a customer, approach a sale, approach a closing. Um, I've I've found that the past, de- I'll say decade, I'll, I'll age myself here, because, you know, 10 years ago, maybe even more than that, every sale was you met with the person, it was an in-person closing, you know, you, you went, you, you sat down with people. People don't want that as much anymore. So you need to learn to cater and craft your sales approach a little bit to what the homeowner wants. Yeah, I think it was harder for us to get contracts signed when you had to set up an in-person appointment with them. Right. I think that we lost jobs because people didn't, that was a friction point for them, where now you're doing it digitally and you're talking to them, but they can review it and sign it on their own time. They don't feel constrained about, he's going to be here in front of me in person, like that anxiety level for people. Um, So what do you do do you look at your whole your whole approach? Do you, are there things that you try to tweak? Um, it's kind of like turning the knob. Are you trying to change everything at once? No, not necessarily. I mean, I think that there are things that I have been doing for 20 years uh, when selling that I, I haven't changed in that work and I don't need to change. I think there are things that I've been doing for 20 years that this year I was like, oh, I really need to like approach that differently. And so, you know, part of it is understanding that you know, you need to always be looking at yourself, your process, what, what you're saying, how you're saying, how you're presenting, what your proposals may look like, everything about your sales process. You need to be reevaluating it annually, at least. So not just when you're in a slump. Correct. Do you feel like it makes it easier to uh, stay away from slumps if you're if you're constantly doing that? Or do you think you should just ride it out while, it, while, the, while the wave is good and then make changes? Well, I think it obviously it, it will help you stay out of slumps if you continue to evaluate. Sometimes, and I think every salesperson will agree with this, riding the wave is kind of fun. Like, you're just going to ride the wave, you're going to ride the wave. I think that if you reevaluate your process, and that's something I think that happened to us in the past three years. I think that Things were so busy, we were making, you know, so many people were knocking on our door that we didn't take the time to look at our sales process, reevaluate it. And we're kind of in, like, we, we did a little bit at the beginning of this year, and I feel like right now you and I are sort of, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be more mindful of it the past, like, three or four months, since, like, August, you know, of making sure we're looking at the process, we're kind of diving in, and we're tweaking the things we need to tweak, and doing the things and refining the things that we are doing well to make them a little bit better. I've, I've found that there's so much information now in the world. I think anybody who sells anything, there's so much information. You can Google, you can find anything out. So, you know, it used to be that I would be the one bringing all this information to the client. Now the client has a lot of that information before they even meet me. So it's, it's taken a lot of you know, it's, it's, it's made me realize that now with what I do, bonding and rapport is growing in importance. Mm-hmm. Making them know me, like me, trust me 
is more important than making me look like I'm the expert on everything because everybody is now an expert on everything thanks to Google. So, you know, I think that that's, you know, when you look at your process every year and you start understanding what needs to change in it, um, it helps you stay out of those slumps. Do you find that I think when you're in a sales slump, you don't want to talk to other people. But how do you find, do you find it being, do you find it lethargic and helpful to talk to other people? Wow, that's hard. I, I you know, uh, as, as somebody who played sports in high school, I'll tell you, like, when you get into a slump, you do, it's depressing, right? You don't want anybody to talk to you. You don't want to hear anybody. You don't want to listen to anything. Um, I'm sure when I get into a sales slump, you hate talking to me because I'm probably the worst. <laughs> I'm probably- no, note the eye roll. <laughs> uh, you know, I, but yeah, you're absolutely correct. Like you need to like listen to people. If you have a mentor, if you have somebody, if it's in your industry or, or a salesperson, you know, we, you know, we've been, we've done a lot of sales training. We've done Sandler sales and we've done some other smaller group sales training things that, there's always mentors in there that you can reach out to that will, will help you out. Um, but yeah, you should probably not curl up in a ball or hide in your shell. You, and, you know, you really need to work your way out of it and listening to other people and listening to books, audio books or podcasts or whatever it might be. By the way, just a quick plug, audible.com uh, is a sponsor of our show. You can get a free trial of Audible at audibletrial.com slash bizmarried. A lot of good sales books out there. We'll talk more later about that. But yes, you should definitely take some time to like listen to what other people are giving you for input. And how do you take care of yourself? Yeah, terrible. Because like, you don't because when you're because you don't feel good, right? So and you feel like you have to keep going and turning and like doing something, but that's not necessarily always the healthiest thing to do. Taking care of your own mind and your own body and taking a step back is sometimes better than pushing more. Yeah. And I mean, I'll be the first to admit this. I mean, that's part of doing this podcast is for us to, you know, to be completely honest with everybody. And I'll I'll tell you right now, like we've had, there was a sales slump this year. There's been some challenges in sales this year. I I think my health is, is, is slid this year. I've not, I'm not taking as better as I took better care of myself in 2022 when I was riding the wave, the proverbial wave, as you said, you know, than I am this year, because I think, you know, there's a lot of factors. You tend to make yourself more busy. You depression, is a thing like mental health is very important. And I think that when you get into a sales slump, you get a little depressed, you get down. It makes it a little bit, you know, harder to whatever it is, get up and exercise. It makes it a little bit harder to open up the pantry and make the right decision when picking a snack or, you know, you're, you're busy and you're stopping at McDonald's instead of getting a salad somewhere. So I think that there's a lot mental health wise that you need to take care of yourself while you're going through a sales slump. And I'm, you know, be, be what, think of it what you may. Like, I think karma and all of that, like what you put out in the world helps you get back. And so I think a lot of times that, that definitely slips out of my head. Like, I think I forget that. And so a lot of that, like being good, being good to yourself, being healthy, being good to the people around you and not being uh, a meanie, meanie butthead to, use good words instead of bad words, you know, and and I think putting that out in the world helps on the other end of getting it back. 
Well, and people can feel the desperation sometimes. Absolutely. Even if you're not saying it. It's it's very much it's very much like the whole like prey predator thing when you're in a sales call, right? And like I especially if you're doing one-on-one sales, business to business uh, um or small business or or uh in home, like it it people can definitely sense that need that hey, you're desperate to make a sale. Right. And so you've got to learn to balance all of that. So what kind of small goals and tracking progress can you do when you um, are starting to feel a sales slump, when you recognize it's a full-blown slump? What is, it, it can be helpful to set small, achievable goals for yourself to stay motivated and stay on track. How do you kind of think about what those little goals? Because the reality is, is yeah, you want a whale, but whales, but a whale of a sail isn't necessarily the best thing for you either. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to set small goals. I think I think setting easy, smaller goals to get out of that initial muck, to get out of the trench, is usually the best thing to, to start with. So, you know, if it's making a smaller sale, if it's making a sale that is a normally a sale you wouldn't make, if it's a sale that you're like, ugh, I normally wouldn't chase after this, but I know I can get it, then go get it. You know, just to make you feel better, just to give you that energy, just to give you that, you know, I will tell you and any I think anybody who sells and loves selling will tell you that it is when the client signs on that dotted line or nowadays when you get the DocuSign email, you get that little like release of dopamine, that little bit of adrenaline, that little excitement, you know, and it makes you feel good. And I think getting some of those easy ones makes you feel better you and it, you build back to getting the whales again well and i think again like when you look at your top three goals for the day the top three things you need to do to be successful setting a, you know an achievable goal for by midday whether it's i'm going to make three calls i'm going to make this i'm going to send out this many emails to touch people i'm going to talk to this many qualified prospects, I'm going to do that before midday, then you can cross off your list and say, okay, I've done something today to move myself forward. Yeah. And I think we've talked about it a lot before on the show, but that's why like the full focus planner by Michael Hyatt, which is what we use, um, is one of those things that helps you put those goals out, those write, write out those goals. Make sure that every day you're sitting there and you're saying, here's the top three things I have to do. Here are the other five things I need to get done today so that you see them. And building a clear schedule for yourself for the day so that you stay focused and you stay on topic, um, you know, structure in your day so you can conserve energy for those really important tasks. And don't leave the hard calls, the hard aspects that hard to do is till the end of the day. And don't waste time on social media in the morning when you're in the middle of the day and, you know, you need to be getting these things done. Yeah. So, you know, getting through those goals, achieving those goals, making, you know, making some Making some easy, achievable goals to start to help you get your mojo back, for lack of a better term, really helps you build uh, for out of that unsuccessful feeling that you have, and to you know to build and regain that confidence. Yeah, and I always feel like when you are or the sales team is getting into a sales slump, filling your day with meetings so you can go out and connect with people and build that know, like, and trust, and giving you as many opportunities to ask for the sale or ask for the referral or, or tell people what you need and what you're looking for in a manner that doesn't seem desperate in a way that helps you reconnect with people really helps. And again, 
if you're building those into your schedule regularly to begin with, it's not going to be awkward or feel like you're desperate and you're only doing it because of this. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, don't give up, right? As you continue to, if you continue to struggle, it's it's not going to be the moment you decide, hey, I need to refocus myself. It doesn't mean that the next minute somebody's going to call and sign a contract. As much as you want it to, as much as that's when I want it to. It, it, may, take a, it may take a while. So you've got to keep, you've got to keep, Pounding the phones, going to those networking events. You've got to keep, you know, staying focused, working hard. And it's hard. It's it's not easy. And I don't want us to make it sound like it's just do these things because emotionally it is tough. And it's you are strong and we are strong. And part of the reason you're listening to us chat about what works and doesn't work is because you want to get better. Yeah. And part of the reason that, you know, we wanted to talk about this topic is that to, to make you understand that you're not alone, like everybody gets in a sales slump. You're not the only one. And sometimes that's hard. Like sometimes I look around and I'm like, wow, that I, you know, we, again, we do, you know, home remodeling. And so I'll be driving around. I'll be like, well, why does that person have a sign there? Why didn't I get that phone call? Why is that person working in that house? And so you've got to, you know, it is, it's, it's very difficult, but there, you, there, you will get through it. There is an end. The, your service is needed. As long as you keep doing the things you need to do and keep putting yourself out there and keep trying and keep learning, it's a normal part of the sales cycle and, and it'll pass. Um, it's a good time to use this time to learn and improve your skills and make yourself a little bit better than you were yesterday. And then, and then I think lastly to, to kind of land this is, is there's two things that you need to do when you finally get it back. And we kind of touched on it a little bit, but one is, is that, um, you know, what you put out in the world is what you get back. So you need to spread gratitude. You need to, you need to take a few minutes. Um, and if it's writing down things that you're happy for, um, I like the full focus planner because every day it makes you write down what your win is. So you write your win down every day, like what happened today that was good. So, you know, or if it's just doing something that makes you feel good and helps somebody else, if it's, if it's going to Starbucks and tipping the barista an extra $5 that you normally wouldn't do when you buy one cup of coffee like put back out into the world what you want back and when you hit little successes reward yourself they don't have to be big parties but if i'm gonna make three calls and then i'm gonna get coffee or i'm gonna i'm gonna get this done and if i make this sale that's xyz i'm gonna buy myself that beer that i wanted or uh, that little necklace that i wanted yeah, I think that, you know, I tend to look at it and, and think about this as you may, is the the size of the goal it dictates the size of what you get for a win. So you're not wrong. You make three calls, you get your top three done in the day, go buy yourself a coffee, get yourself a nice latte. Um, you know, maybe you make a big sale, you know, go buy yourself something that's $100. And then, you know, maybe if you hit your sales goals, buy, go on a trip, you know. But definitely reward yourself because that's why you do this. Well, and I'm a terrible one for, okay, I got that goal done. What's the next goal? And I don't take a moment to recognize the hard work I put in to reach that goal. I sometimes am just so focused on the next mountain um, that it's really, it makes you feel good to stop and celebrate those wins. And it makes you more want, willing and more, you know, wanting to do them again. So definitely remember that when you're out there, you're dealing with it, you're in a sales slump, that you're not alone. There are other people always in a sales slump. And and you create your own economy and your how you react affects how you play, work, 
enjoy life, live life. So remember that. Remember that like every day, you know, how you are being, what you're putting out into the world emotionally is what you're going to get back. Yeah. And if you are a solo entrepreneur or you feel like you and your spouse that are working together don't feed well off of each other when you're in a spot like this, send us an email. We'll talk you through it. We'll we'll chat you up and talk about how we do it and what we're doing and how we how we're passive aggressive with each other because you're not alone because we're we all go through it at some point. Definitely. Definitely. So and you can find us, you can find out how to contact us on our website, marriedwithabusiness.net. As I said earlier, Allison, I yes. Know, I don't know if you know this. I bet I do. I bet you can get 30 days of Audible free. Yeah. All you have to do is go to audibletrial.com slash bizmarried. You get a free 30 days of Audible on us. You can listen to some great books. There's books out there about sales, sales slumps. You can listen to podcasts on Audible, including this podcast, which if you belong to Audible, you can put it in your Audible feed and it'll be there every week for you. So definitely check it out, audibletrial.com slash bizmarried. Also, check out our website, marriedwithabusiness.net, Allison. Yeah, on our on our website, you can listen to past episodes, check out some of the resources we share, send us an email, request to be on the show. Lots of great stuff. Yeah, so check it out, marriedwithabusiness.net. You can also find us on all the social medias, uh, at bizmarried on Instagram, and uh, you can find us on Facebook. Just search Married With A Business. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with another show. And remember, not only is it important to focus on your business, but also your marriage, because we're Married With A Business. Married With A Business.